Welcome to it. It's the Business Report here on Over 1035. Uh, we turn our attention now to property. Joining us in studio, Quentin van Rooyen. Uh, Quentin, welcome to the show. Gary, thanks for having me. Good to have you back. And uh, it seems uh, the good news keeps piling in for Trusco. Uh, little, little by little, it's changing, yeah. Tell us a little bit about the in, uh, you obtained environmental clearance to proceed with phase four, the De Friends Industrial Project, but there was also the third renewal of that certificate. Just tell us a little bit what what does that uh, that environmental clearance certificate give you? Correct, it's a it's an environmental clearance process you go through um, biannually, um, and you must keep it current in order to con- continue with the de- developments. So uh, we've done uh, phase one and two. Phase one now where the, the very popular Agra sits and, and the Shell service station, and then phase two a little bit to the back of of La Friends, there close to the Voorman and Brock. Um, that's fully sold out. Um, half of half of the acquiring owners have already started developing their their warehousing and their their businesses there. So we're looking to expand into phase three and bring more industrial land to Vintuk. What is required to maintain to keep this environmental clearance certificate current? It's a whole process you go through with with the experts. They come and have a look at um, and study exactly what impact you will have, how much earthworks you'll be moving, you know how it'll impact the fauna on the floor and the area. Yeah, so quite quite a comprehensive process that that you go through, and a, a, a lot of people, a lot more clever than what I can eloquently explain it, that that manages that process for us. All right, so this is uh, gives you the ability to move forward with phase four. Uh, you're saying phase three is still in building, but is sold out. Yeah, phase phase three, or, or we get confused a little bit with extension. So extension three and four, but phase three essentially. Um, in phase two, we've sold all the available property we've had to different uh, different developers in, or shall I say, business operators in in Vintuk, in and around, and um, they've they've started building warehouses and putting their businesses and heavy industrial industries on on these properties. Um, about half of them are done with the process, and we expect it's going to take another two to three years for them to complete everything. But we have to start now with the next phase to put in roads, infrastructure, electricity, water, sanitation, that type of stuff to to prep for you know for the next phase of of development. Now that particular development is the gift that keeps on giving. Purchased in 2004 for 3.5 million, or one dollar per square meter. Uh, the, at the last phase, selling prices were between 2,300 2,500 dollars per square meter. That's quite a healthy margin on that. Obviously, there's a lot of cost that goes into developing this sort of land. Um, what sort of uh, pricing are we expecting in your new phases? Yeah, look, Gary. I think if you look at if you look at the property investments that the group has done over its lifespan, this is probably um, our best one to date for sure. Um, we spent about a hundred million on on infrastructure to date, and we're planning to spend another hundred million on the next phases. Um, the property prices we've we've reduced a little bit to to get into contact or to get more the realities of what's happening in in the economy. So those properties are currently selling for one seven five over square. Um, we'll look at what the final costings would be of from the engineers and consultants once we're done with the construction, but we're guessing it'll be somewhere somewhere in that range. Now, industrial development, heavy commercial in, in, in um, development, is a delicate balance, especially for capital cities. Um, it is relatively straightforward to overdevelop, and then that kind of leads to these ghost areas in town with half-built buildings or lots of empty lots, which which can attract their own um, sort of bad elements. Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, underdevelopment holds back the economy quite significantly. 
Uh, how much other heavy commercial development is happening around Bintook? So heavy commercial or heavy industrial, it's the only place in, in the city basin that heavy industrial is currently allowed. Um, we saw a huge influx of heavy industrial from the Prosperity area, which was downgraded to light industrial because of the water aquifers. So currently that is the only heavy industrial development um, within Bintook. I know there's some further towards Okahania, there's heavy industrial parks there. But each kilometer that, you know, a heavy industrial operator needs to move its equipment or stock, you know, has got a big impact. But yeah, it's, a, it's a delicate balance, as you, may, as you mentioned. Um, but we're seeing some positive things happening in the market, in the economy. There's been, uh, you know, we market this heavy industrial properties and, and, you know, nothing happens. And then all of a sudden you've got two companies pitch up and they buy half of the development. And that's what we've seen happen in the last couple of months. So it's a, it's a very exciting sign for us for the future. Now, like most property developments especially big ones, tenant mix is quite important. What sort of tenants are you hoping to attract to that area? It's, it's the industry, carries heavy industries, uh, manufacturing, um, smelting, oil production, um, printing presses, uh, service and fuel depots. That's the type of clients we, we aim to get there, and that's exactly what, what's showing up. We've, we've seen some warehousing in, in phase two, but I mean, I think from, from Jan Ford will be, will be heavy, heavy industrial and manufacturing. It's pretty close to town for... Typically, heavy industrial also brings its own downside, often in terms of air, sound, and traffic pollution. Uh, how do you anticipate being able to manage that? Part of the clearance certificate, environment clearance, the guys look at all of that. Um, you must develop and you must have the type of industry with, within the area that, that you clear to, to, to um, operate. But then again, it's also on that part of time, it's, it's closer to the workforce, you know, so it's actually perfectly and ideally situated for, for that type of business. Now, uh, the... The uh, approach to foreign land ownership has wavered over the last 15 years or so. Government tried to tighten up. Uh, it's likely with this, with this huge influx in the energy sector that there'll be perhaps a slightly different approach in terms of allowing foreign direct investment, both in infrastructure and in property. How, how are you anticipating those regulations and policies rolling out? We've, we've actually seen a mix of international buyers, um, quite, quite substantial. Um, our view is that if it's got a developmental impact and it contributes to the economy, we must definitely cater for it and, and, and allow for it, especially in that part of the world. Um, we, need, we need foreign companies to come spend their capital in Namibia. That's good for all of us. And when, when do you anticipate being able to go to market with this? About 24 months from now. It's typically, typically 24 months cycle from raising capital to bringing the property to market. And so for the next 24 months, what sort of activity happens on that ground? Groundworks, earthworks, installing waters, pipes, sanitation, electricity. You know, you'll see a big dust cloud there for the next, you know, 12 months at least. And do you do that at own risk or are you able to market and sell properties prior to that? We've, we've, with the previous extension, we've sold a little bit um, prior to, to bring it to market. But now we see the appetite, so we take, it, take the risk on, it, uh, on ourselves and we develop and, and sell post-development. Now, we've spoken about a number of other things that Trusco is busy with, uh, mines up in, up in Africa. It must be a whole lot easier developing a piece of ground you drive past every day. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, nothing nothing speaks to to the company than developing in our own backyard. So, yeah, it's it's, it's good to see where we you know where the hard earned capital is spent and what changes we can bring about right here in our own backyard. Now, there would have been quite a lot of analysis on this particular project. What sort of anticipated cash flow contribution? Do you expect coming from it? We we roughly um, look at about three to four hundred million that will that will turn around out of this out of this next phase. Over what period? Uh, seven to eight years, Gary's would be a good estimate of looking at what we see today. Um, 
just for context, phase one took us a full 10 years to develop and bring fully to the market. But the exciting stuff happening with, with resources sectors and, and, you know, the rest of the world looking at Namibia, I think it can go quite quite a bit quicker. And typically with this sort of development, do you hang on to some of those parcels and, and look to self-develop some property or you just no. see yourselves um, as primary developers? Yeah, our primary developers, are, our business model has always been to, to, to bring the property to the market as quickly as possible and efficient and, and let the guys that do focus on development do that. Now, I know you don't spend all day looking at the share price because who does? But the market's reacted quite positively to this, uh, trading up uh, from from 50 cents to 90 cents over the last couple of days. Uh, this news, uh, much welcomed by investors. Yeah, you bet. Um, we, we we take the little positive signs out of it and, and see how it goes. You know, one, one must look at it like this. Um, just the value out of this one phase of development that we're taking out of the friends almost equals the entire market cap of the company today. So, you know, somewhere there's a bit of a mismatch. And I think uh, if we keep rolling out these positive projects, you know, the, the investor market will, at some point, will have to look at it again. Quentin Farron, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Gary.